welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Hello, my name is uh, Scott. I'm a sexaholic, uh, sober since April 5th of 2020. Thank you, Rena, for uh, the opportunity to share, and thank you, uh, everyone else on this call. Um, you're helping keep me sober today, and I am greatly appreciative of that fact. Um, yeah, Rena, you, you said it well. Um, I was a chronic, re- uh, chronic slipper, um, and... And and today I'm not doing that. Um, so what happened? Uh, what it was like? What happened? <clears throat> what it's like now? Uh, what it was like? Uh, I grew up in a strong uh, religious tradition. My parents helped to uh, you know found a church. Uh, you know I, I knew all the the right answers to all the questions. I, I could quote the verses. Um, I was the responsible oldest kid. Um, but I never felt like my outs, like my insides matched my inside, my outsides. Uh, they certainly didn't match the outsides of others. Um, and I, I, I was, I was afraid. Um, I just masked it by, uh, you know, uh, being a dutiful, uh, good kid. Um, uh, as, as early as, uh, 11 years old, I remember, uh, babysitting, you know, the other, other kids and, um, as soon as the the kids would would go down would would uh, go to sleep, you know, I I basically ramshackle the house looking for uh, catalogs, um, looking for and masturbating other people's houses. Uh, when I was thirteen, my mom uh, sexually abused me, um, and that just really it messed with my head in a way that I hadn't I didn't even know that happened until uh, and I didn't know that that was called sexual abuse until maybe a year or two ago. So uh, that was a new thing. Um, but yeah, I was just, uh, my mom was uh, emotionally overwhelming. She used, uh, she didn't, she couldn't connect to my dad that way. And so she dumped it all on me. Uh, so I had, I had big emotions. My mom was dumping big emotions on me and I was totally overwhelmed. So uh, finding porn, uh, finding masturbation, and uh finding just the release uh and the relief that it um gave me was you know as soon as i started doing it it was like this 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 is what i was looking for this is this is what this is what i need um but i was a good christian so you know no 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 sex uh with other people you know no no getting drunk um uh no doing no doing drugs uh and the fear of you know i like to say the fear of the fire the fire of hell kept me from doing those things, but it, but I still had to deal with all, with all my internal turbulence. So I just looked at more porn and masturbated more. Um, by the time I got to high school, I mean, I just, I couldn't connect socially. I couldn't interact. It was just, I was totally outmatched socially. 
Um, I would go through like an entire day not saying an, a, a single word to anyone. No one said a single word back to me. I mean, I felt alone. I knew I was worthless. I just knew in my core that I didn't matter to anyone, which gave me a great rationalization for why I could keep acting out. Um, scooting forward, uh, you know, in college it was more of the same. The internet was finally uh, working efficiently, so download porn, uh, masturbate, delete it, feel terrible about myself, do it again the next day. Um, and then just put that cycle on repeat. Uh, I went to counseling. You know, my, my brain told me that, Scott, you're doing good. Everything's fine except this whole, you know, this whole porn thing. That, that's, that's a problem, but everything else is fine, um, which, of course, was not true, but I didn't know it yet. Uh, they, I remember they even talked about it when I was in counseling. I did a, a faith. Uh, you know, groups and, uh, you know, accountability. Um, I did service in my faith tradition. Um, uh, I, w I was involved, uh, but I couldn't get sober. Um, I, I had to act out. I had to masturbate. And I knew I would. There was always, there was always a countdown timer in my, in my head, in my body, in my mind. Um, and it was always going to reach zero. Um, and when it did, I was going to look forward to masturbate. That's just how it was. I couldn't stop it, um, and I knew it. Um, my acting out included poor masturbation, fantasy, obsession with, uh, with other women, uh, voyeurism, uh, and upon reflection, the only reason it didn't progress farther than that was because of the fear um, and because I couldn't socially connect. Uh, I couldn't make that jump. So fantasy was just a much, uh, we'll call it easier and quicker option. Um, then, let's see, after college, I, uh, when I was in college, I remember them telling me that, you know, there's a thing called sex addiction, and uh, it, it could be as powerful as heroin addiction. And I was like, I'm a good Christian. There's no way I have that. I mean, that's the, that's the power and the cunning, baffling, powerful delusion uh, of my addiction. Um, amazingly, out of just self-willpower, uh, I tried to meet people, got married. Um, after college uh, and um, throughout my marriage, though, I, I still look forward to masturbated. I mean, sex with a woman was great, but just like it talks in the white book, like it talks about in the white book, it wasn't near enough. Um, I, I wanted more. I needed more. Um, my internal system was not, it couldn't be calmed down by that. It needed more. Um, so I acted out, uh, just kept acting out. My wife caught me a couple times. Um, uh, you know, I told her that I was, I was working on it. Um, and I, I had lied to her in the beginning about how bad the problem was. I had lied to myself about how bad the problem was. Um, I just, I don't want to look at it. Um, and, uh, let's see, in 2000, in 2014, we had our first kid. And then in 2015, I went, to my first essay meeting because a friend of mine uh, invited me. Um, he just said, hey, there's this, there's this group, and, you know, they talk about these things. Um, so I was like, all right, why not? I mean, he, he knew my story. I know he had the best. He wanted the best for me, so, so I went. Um, and I remember my first meeting, um, everyone shared, and... You know, then they, they asked me if I wanted to share. And I had talked about all my stuff for a while, so I thought I was pretty good at, at talking about, you know, my stuff. But I, 
I was terrified, so I said nothing. And at the end of that meeting, I walked out and I sat in my car and I cried like a baby. Because I knew, I knew that I had two options. I had one, go back to these meetings and there might be a chance that I could have a different life. And two, don't go to these meetings and you will never get sober, Scott. I knew it. Um, so I kept back coming back to the meetings, but uh, the only my willingness was so low that I was only willing to go to one meeting a week. Um, and by getting a sponsor, uh, it, I had a sponsor in name only. Uh, I, I didn't call him, and when we talked, I didn't do anything he told me to do. Um, so technically, I, I didn't even have a sponsor. Um, so that that continued when we had uh, our second kid. Uh, the noise in my head got so bad that I told my wife I couldn't live inside my own head. Uh, I had anxiety, depression, mood disorder. Um, again, the external manifestation of my disease um, hadn't progressed to other people, but the internal manifestation of my disease had, uh, I just kept inflicting it upon myself uh, deeper and deeper. Um, I was getting suicidal ideation. I didn't even know what that meant. I, uh, you know, I, I thoughts of killing myself. Um, and it's like uh, what it talks about uh, in the doctor's opinion where it says to them, and they're talking about alcoholics, but for me, the sexaholic, to me, my sexaholic life seemed the only normal one. I am restless, irritable, and discontent unless I can again experience the sense of ease and comfort which comes at once by lusting and acting out. And that was, that was me. I just thought this was, this was how it is. That's the way that it was. Um, so I ended up going to an uh, inpatient treatment center. Uh, so this was three years ago. So again, I've been going now to a meeting a week. Uh, every, every meeting, Scott uh, introduced myself, Scott Sexolics over two days. Scott Sexolics over two days. Um, then I went to in, uh, inpatient treatment, 45 days. I was sober. I didn't look at any porn. Uh, that saved my life. But it did not get me sober because in nine days after I got out, I acted out again. And then I was back to the same thing. Scott Sexaholics over two days. Maybe I got a week, maybe a week and a half. But essentially, Scott Sexaholics over two days. But it did get me to want to work the steps because I saw a taste of what a possibility of a different life might be like so I started working the steps got a sponsor and uh, when I was working my step one my wife inadvertently read the first draft of my first step uh, got a call from my pastor and he says Scott you might want to find a, a, another place to sleep tonight that led to five months of uh, living uh, in either in the basement or uh, in the office in the, the second uh, house we have in the back of our property for five months after that I was separated from my wife for ten months um, and all around this time, I started working the, the steps. I had a sponsor um, who worked through the steps slowly, um, but I wasn't willing to go to any length. I was willing to go to the length that I wanted to go to. Um, so I got the type of recovery that I had, which was Scott Sexaholic, sober two days. Um, I worked step one, two, and three with the sponsor, and then when I got to four, it just felt like, I'm going to be on step four for the next year. I don't have a year. Like, I, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep staying where I was. And I, uh, 
I'm so grateful for this. Uh, there's an old-timer in our area that held a, a workshop called the 12 Steps in 4 Hours, uh, David C. Uh, he actually has a recording on this line. If you're able to go back and find it, I highly recommend it. Um, and he, he led a workshop, 12 Steps in 4 Hours. Um, and that just blew the doors off of what I thought the steps were. Um, and the main thing that I heard from that workshop was uh, that the steps are the solution to any of my problems. Because my problem, because what, ha what happened for me is I would go to a meeting, I would talk to my sponsor, or I would call a guy in recovery, and um, we would have a great conversation. And I would be like, all right, good, I'm heading in the right direction. And then I'd go home, look upon and masturbate and wonder what in the world is going on. But what I didn't realize is that I have a disease. I have a cunning, baffling, powerful disease that is always trying to kill me, always. And, and I have nothing against it. I, I, I have no power. I have no power. Um, but when I was told and shown that the steps or what I can do for any of my problems. And it doesn't take long to work all the steps on, a, uh, you know, an individual small problem or big that comes up during the day. I can work, they, they showed me, I can work the problems in five minutes, 10 minutes. I, excuse me, I can work the steps in, in five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, and it changes my attitude. Uh, so that was just, that was incredible. I, I can't, recommend highly enough um, catching on to what what that's about um, so so that happened and then uh, uh, later uh, at the end of the year in 2019 uh, ended up doing a therapeutic disclosure with my wife um, and uh, that I had the opportunity to make some amends in my uh, restitution letter to her uh, about the uh, acknowledging the impact of some of the actions that I had um, yeah, the actions and the effects on her. And what happened was I, I saw a level of connection. I felt and I experienced a level of connection with her um, that I hadn't before. I, we, I've been married for 15 years, I think, at that point. And I felt like we had just started. We were just barely starting our marriage. Like there was some kind of connection. But again, this whole time, Scott's sexaholics over two days. Scott's sexaholics over two days. So I had this connection point there with my wife, and then we came, we came back from that experience, um, and my sexaholism won out again. And I, uh, I, I don't remember what I said to her, but it is some version of being disrespectful, rude, mean, inconsiderate towards her. Um, she got hurt. I got mad. But I got real mad. I was so mad. I stormed out of the house. And I walked back into, you know, the office out here behind my house. And I remember sitting down in, on the steps in my office. And I, my body felt like it was on fire. Like my skin was going to jump off itself. If there was a wall in front of me, I could, no matter how thick it was, I could have broken it with a punch. I mean, I was so mad. And in that, in, that, in that instance, after saying as many curse words as I knew, I was like, all right. I was like, all right, God, all right. You're telling me this 12-step thing works. 
Like you're telling me this 12-step thing really, really works. Prove it. Effing prove it. And I'm so grateful that I had already done the 12 steps of uh, four hours, so I knew the format. So I worked the steps on that exact issue that I was having right then. And I found my character defect, and I found the person I needed to make amends to, which was my wife. I wrote the amends real quick, and I was pissed that I had to make amends to my wife because I was already mad at her. But I was more pissed about having this freaking disease. And so I walked my butt back into my house, and I made the amends. And then because I'm a good, good sexaholic, the, same, the, the whole same thing happened again the next day. And out of those uh, two experiences, and it may have been two or three over two or three days, my, like the axis of my world shifted like four degrees. And the compulsion, the, the, the I have to act out, left. It just left. Um, and since then, that timer, that countdown that I was talking about is, has been gone. It, it hasn't come back. I don't have to act out now. Um, and, it's, and it's crazy because I, I didn't do that. I just worked the steps. That was God doing for me what I can't do for myself, like it talks about in the promises. Also interesting, in step 10, talks about in the big book how uh, the obsession will be removed um, well, guess what I had just done? Step 10. Didn't find that out until like a, a year or so after when I was listening to an AA speaker. But it's just amazing how the big book actually is a precise set of instructions to follow to get sober. And I've, I've found that in my life. Um, so after that, uh, it, was, it was remarkable. But I just got sober. I wasn't, I wasn't well yet. I mean, I, I was sober. And I started, so I, that was in December of 2019. And if you remember, my sobriety date is uh, April of 2020. Um, so it took some time to clear out the rest of some bottles I had. Um, and that happened through intensive work with uh, my sponsor, with, by going back through the steps and working in the slow way, um, going back step four, writing up, you know, full, a full inventory, uh, six and seven, making amends on eight and nine, um, and, uh, and, then, and, then, and then I guess over, you know, I did that for the last time in, in April. Um, and since then, uh, it's really, I mean, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm a different person. It's, I see pictures of me, my wife, my kids from five years ago, and it's like, oh, that's Scott. I, I, I know that guy. I, I knew that guy, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem anything like the person I am now. Um, so what's, it, so what's it really like now, and what, what else do I do now? Uh, I have the privilege of helping others. Uh, I've been able to work with uh, over 20 guys through, uh, um, through the steps, going at the, the, the fast way, uh, and then we work back through the slow way. Um, I found benefit in both ways. It's uh, incredibly helpful for me. Um, but, yeah, the, 
the principle of the 10 steps has been the key. Uh, when I'm wrong, I admit it. And uh, when I do that, I get, I get peace and serenity. Um, also, the spiritual axiom that says that anytime I'm disturbed, uh, it talks about in the 12 and 12, anytime I am disturbed, there's always something wrong in me. So that's when I know, okay, there's something wrong in me. So as my sponsor says, then go to page 84 in the big book and follow the directions. Um, and page 84, excuse me, uh, page 84 of the big book says, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop, crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately, make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone, then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So I'm disturbed. That means I'm powerless over something. I believe God can restore me. I do his will by working the steps because the essay purpose says that the purpose of essay and the purpose for me is to get sober and to help others to do the same. Working the steps gets me sober, so therefore I'm doing God's will already work by working the steps. Step four, do the inventory, find out what my character defect is, discuss with someone immediately, that's five. Uh, ask God to remove, that's six and seven. Make amends, that's eight and nine. Uh, and then help someone, that's 12. I'm doing 10, and then 11 is already happening because this is conscious contact with God. How else am I able to do this? Um, and that's, that's what helped me. That's what I show other guys to to be able to do. Um, another thing that I found, especially with the depression, um, when I when initially when I got sober back back in April, um, I would have bouts of like depression that would come on, and a, a, an hour, four hours, a whole day, I, I would just go back. I would leave the house, I would go to the office and lay down on a mattress I had there. Uh, and sometimes I would just lay down and cry. Um, but I always texted people or called someone in the program and talked about it. And that was immensely helpful. And I always got something from somebody that I couldn't get from myself. Um, Stopping acting out has unleashed all these emotions that I kept back and that had been pushed down because the acting out smothered them. So now all these come up. So now I have the opportunity to work the steps and connect to my higher power. Because otherwise I'm just going to go right back to where I was. I want to uh, point out uh, two things that... Uh, and in the amends that I did that really made a big impact on me, one was uh, the amends to my mother-in-law, and the other was an, was an amends to, my, to a friend. Uh, I made amends to my mother-in-law. I wrote it up. I called her. Um, we hardly ever talk. I used to think she was the most annoying person in the world, and my resentment towards her ran high. Uh, I called her up, and I made my amends, and then she proceeded to say the nicest things to me. Um, I never would have thought she would have said those things. It blew me away. I, I, I did not expect that at all. And then another time uh, I made amends to a friend, uh, 
I had actually stolen porn from his house. This is in high school when I should have been comforting him because of the death of his dad. That's the quality of my friendship towards him. So my, my sponsor said, your amends is to donate towards an anti-trafficking organization. And when I, when, I, when I clicked donate and the money transferred, uh, I felt a spiritual experience. It was, it was crazy. Because somehow my fantasy, which has been so much of my acting out, I, I went from fantasy to reality in the, in the amends because of the, the physical transfer of money from me to this organization. The physical transfer um, snapped out of and reworked uh, the fantasy that I, that I had created for myself. Um, so what works for me now is, is, again, some of the things I've already mentioned, plus uh, being with a renewal partner, nightly renewal partner, um, asking for help, working the steps, and, and working with other people. Um, and the, the big book says uh, that uh, intensive work with other, uh, you know, sexaholics will ensure immunity. And it also says helping others is the foundation stone of my recovery. Uh, so if I don't know what to do, help someone else. Help someone else, help someone else. There's an old timer that I like to talk to, and um, the way he puts it, he says, uh, he says, physical action after physical action after physical action after physical action, and you get a spiritual result. It doesn't make sense to me, but that's how the programs worked in my, in my, in my life. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. I couldn't, couldn't have done anything, any of that by myself. Um, but uh, I've, I've had a lot of help. Uh, and my higher power has done for me uh, what I can't do for myself. Thanks for letting me share. Rena, we can't hear you, Rena. Okay, um, this is Rena in New Jersey. Thank you so very much, Scott in D.C. for that wonderful, moving share. Um, I definitely got a lot out of it, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions. But first, we're going to do a little bit of um, house rules before the shares. In participation, we avoid topics that can lead to dissension or distraction. We also avoid explicit sexual descriptions and sexually abusive language. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing, how to apply the 12 steps and traditions in our daily lives. No crosstalk, please, which means interrupting, giving advice, um, or interrupting another speaker. If you feel that someone's getting too explicit, you may so signify by saying my hand is raised, at which point I will consult a group conscience. So if you would like to uh, ask our speaker a question, please uh, press star six to unmute, and please be brief with your question so that we can uh, squeeze in as many questions as possible for the recorded portion. If you don't want to be on the recording, you can say so, and I will pause the recording for the duration of your question. So who would like to be first for a question for Scott in D.C., our speaker today? This is Hank. I have a question. Take it away, Hank. Scott, thanks for uh, – it is Scott, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Scott, for uh, your sharing. It was uh, it was very full and well done. And uh, my question is concerning uh, a line in the Serenity Prayer, in which it says, 
and the wisdom to know the difference, the difference between accepting and courage to act. And somebody, I asked one time, how do we get that wisdom? And they said that that's what the 12 steps was all about, that uh, when we were questioning what to do uh, to work the 12 steps, from what I hear you say, uh, would you agree with that, that the 12 steps uh, are a source of wisdom for us addicts? Thanks for your question, Hank. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thanks for your question, Hank. Uh, I, I can only speak for myself. Um, I, I know for myself that when I'm disturbed and I don't know what to do um, and I got something rolling around in my head that is making me restless, irritable, and discontent in some way, that um, if I work the steps things become clear. Often, my original question is not the, actually the right question that I should be asking, but I don't know that until I work the steps. I just can't see it because i got to find what my character defect is because that's the problem. I always thought lust was the problem. That's not the problem. That was my solution. Me, I'm the problem. My character defects, that's the problem. you got to find that, surrender it, and then usually that hurts someone. I've got to fix that in real life. Um, and then whenever the original problem was, oh, well, actually I have to fix someone and i got to help someone else. And then whatever that original disturbance was, um, I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing something different now. It's, it's, it, it's not the, the original problem's not there. Hope that helps. Okay, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Hank. Like this is Lloyd. Lloyd in Colorado, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, uh, Scott. I was wondering what is the uh, one thing that uh, you did that caused the most result? And I don't mean um, the whole 12 steps because that's 12 things, or uh, maybe sending money to an organization. What is the one thing that you feel impacted you the most? Thanks. Thanks for your question. Um, uh, I, I'll, uh, one of my first sponsors said that he asked that question to his sponsor. Uh, and uh, his sponsor said, it's not one thing, it's everything. Um, so I will say that's one of my answers. And the other, the other of my answers is page 84 of the big book. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Lloyd, for that question. Who else would like to ask the question? Rena, can I ask a question? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. State your name and location, please. Thank you, Rena. Uh, hi, my name is Mom. Uh, grateful company sexaholics from New Jersey. Um, Scott, wow. Uh, I, I related. I, I've never related so much to someone's share uh, as much as I as I related to yours. 
Um, I kept saying, wow, that's my story. That's me. Um, and I've been in this program rigorously for the past two years. At least I, you know, I think I'm, you know, rigorous, but, uh, I definitely, uh, my main issue is, uh, just have not been going through the steps. I got to, you know, to the, to the fourth step about a year ago and I was on the fourth step for about six months and I just kept relapsing after two months and uh I almost had yeah I had eight months but you know a lot of it has just been my own program and white knuckling and just using meetings and fellowship and you made you you made it so clear to me that I'm just not going through the steps and uh I would really be interested in, in doing this you know, going through this 12-step thing within four hours or, or something like that that you mentioned. Um, I was wondering if you could help me with that. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, your question. And uh, I'm glad that, excuse me, I'm glad that you could identify. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to, to, to talk offline uh, later. Um, I can put my, I don't know if you're on the, the uh, oh, so Rena, uh, Rena uh, could probably text me your number if that would be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, um, also, I, I know that uh, Davis C, like I, I mentioned, Davis C, he's spoken on on this. Uh, he's recorded on the noon essay meeting somewhere. Uh, if you're able to find his talk, uh, he he gives the outline of the post. It's right there. Um, I don't know if our area has a recording of the twelve thousand four hours, um, um, but that's how I work. Yeah, we have. Okay. Pardon me. Yes, we we do have um, um, Davis's information to pass along. He gave us permission to share that, so I will I will share that. Excellent. Awesome. Thank and, you so much, Rena. And I I mean I just use a variation on that. Um, that's 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 what I do. Um, but yeah, for me it was it was it was working the steps <laughs> when they showed me that working the steps was the answer to any of my problems and, and I and I worked the steps and I got a solution to it and it and it worked I mean that blew me away I was like oh my gosh um, I gotta do this again <laughs> so yeah uh, happy to talk offline thanks thank you so much Scott when you say work the steps because uh, it sounds a lot like um, David G from Oklahoma the um the, he tenth steps whenever there's some type of trigger or something is that what you're talking about tenth stepping when you said page eighty four just yeah. whenever you're triggered with yeah david g he, yeah. he he nails it yes, that's exactly right thank you all right thank you Scott looking forward I really appreciate it amazing thank you again thank you Rena all right thank you Moe New Jersey. Who else has a question for a speaker? We have 10 more minutes. So take Jeff the opportunity. Go ahead, Jeff. Thanks, Rena. Thanks, Scott, for your share. So I was wondering um, uh, <clears throat> if God has any part in the recovery, in your recovery, or it's just the 12 steps. Yeah, thanks, I missed your name. Sorry, Jeff that was Jeff in Massachusetts. Oh, Jeff, okay. Yeah, thanks for your question, Jeff. Um, I, uh, 
That that is a great question, and um, yes, God definitely has room for it. Um, I'm constantly amazed by what God is actually doing. Um, my my faith tradition taught that I needed to have faith. Um, what I missed and didn't do and didn't want to do was the action part. So having faith and like believing that God's there, that I always believe that. Um, but I wasn't willing to take any action. Um, so uh, trust God, clean house, uh, help others. Those are all things I have to do. Um, and then God makes the miraculous thing happen. So it's weird because it's actually God doing everything, but if I sit on my butt, nothing happens. I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand that one. I just know it works. So if I'm sitting on my butt, I'm doing it wrong. That's hmm. kind of how I just try, like, try, try to make it simple. Plus, I'm a sexaholic, so, you know, if I, my, if I'm a sexaholic, so I'm going to automatically try to think my way out of it. And like the book says, my disease centers in my mind. So if I'm thinking, I'm dead. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gone. I, I, one time I was talking to my sponsor, and I, and I started with, so I was thinking, and he cut me off immediately, and he said, that's your problem. <laughs> and uh, that's helped me. That's why, that's why I make such an emphasis on, 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 uh, on action. Because I, God is there. It's, it's happening. I, and, I know, and the other thing is, I know I'm doing his will. Right? I had this, all this, in my religious tradition, it was always, what's God's will? How do I know I'm doing God's will? How am I really like, you know, Am I really connected to God? Well, the essay purpose, um, the essay purpose is to get sober, to help others to get sober. So, that means, it says our primary purpose is to stay sexually sober and help others to achieve sexual sobriety. So if I'm doing that, I'm doing God's will. Period. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to second guess it think about it, trying to figure out what I should or shouldn't do. At least, bare minimum, that is God's will. For me, that's worked. Thanks. Thanks, God. It's good to hear you. I, I agree. Uh, I, I have, you know, God does most of it, but I have to do my part. So thank, thank you for your answer. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, may I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, who's speaking? Yeah. Your name yes, so this is, uh, yes, my name is uh, Jack. I'm from Montreal in Canada. Oh, Jack from Montreal. Uh, yes, please go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to ask you yeah, two quick questions, if I may. Uh, the first one is, uh, so first of all, thanks for your share. I really did a lot, uh, especially me being a chronic relapser. Uh, so first one is, do you, do you have a fear of relapsing? Yes, most definitely. I have a fear of relapsing. That is okay. one of the reasons why I try to work with others as much as possible and uh, work the steps in my own life and uh, help others to work the steps. I hope that 
like it talks about in uh, Recovery Continues, that I can grow into a more uh, well, like the, the joy response in Recovery Continues, where it talks about instead of the fear, um, it's replaced by the joy. Um, that's happened at times. That is not a uh, 100% time, uh, my experience. Um, but it has happened at times. And I, I, I hope and pray that that would continue to happen if I keep working steps. Okay, thanks. Uh, and uh, the second one is, that, let's say you have an inner disturbance that you don't know where it comes from and, and it's very deep and it's actually the thing where it sort of makes you want to act out. Uh, to to escape that inner disturbance, uh, how how would you uh, deal with that? You know. Yeah, that that's a great question. So, uh, so for me, if I, you know, step four is resentment, fear, or harms. So, for me, I mean, I can almost always figure find out that I'm mad at something, and it can be something little. It doesn't matter, you know. I walk out of the house, my wife slams the door. Why am I mad? Dang it, I'm freaking pissed off. Because she slammed the door. Okay, so work. I just so work the steps on that. Who am I mad at? Wife. Why? Because she slammed the door. What's my part? Expecting that she shouldn't sh- slam the door on me because that's uh, rude. Okay, so then what's my character defect? Unrealistic expectations. I have a, a entitlement to think that uh, you know she should always treat me in a certain way. All right, so at bare minimum, I already got un- unrealistic expectations and uh, entitlement. Six and seven. Ask God to remove it. Pray the seven-step prayer. I haven't heard anyone yet because I haven't said anything. I haven't opened my mouth. So the amends are to myself. I'm working the steps. That's the amends to myself. At nine through step ten. 11, I'm praying to God this whole time. 12, go, go help another sexaholic. I call up a sponsee or I call up someone in the pro, else in the program and I ask them how they're doing. I just work the steps. And But I'm listening to this guy talking about how he's doing. I'm out of my annoyance. I'm out of my disturbance because I'm helping this other guy. That's how I Hi, it's Kent in uh, Oregon. Great, thank you. Can I ask you a question? Thank you, Mon- thank you, Jack, Jack from Montreal. Uh, who else would like to ask a question? This is Kent in Oregon. Kent in Oregon. Okay, quick Cindy question. Cindy Sexaholic in New Jersey. Hey, Scott. <laughs> okay. Thank, thanks so much. <laughs> we'll so we'll much do the rest your, of the uh, other sure. side of announcements, but Cindy, you're after Kent. Go ahead. Thanks so much, Scott. I appreciate this. I'm going to ask a question that might surprise other people, but have you made amends to your mother? And if so, what was the amends? Thank you for asking that. I, I have made amends to my mom. Um, it included me talking to her face-to-face and um, admitting and uh, that I was wrong for uh, my uh, discounting her, being rude to her, uh, acting like she's dirt to me, uh, and generally um, 
be uh, acting in such a way of uh, disdain. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, disdain towards her. Um, yeah, that was that was that was a hard one. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. God bless you. You are free, my friend. Uh, when you make those hard ones, you're free. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you so much, Kent. And Cindy, come on in. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, I got on late. I did hear, um, I, I didn't hear your name. And then I heard, Scott, I made an announcement again. Yeah. Oh, no, I knew that part. I was going to say, as soon as I heard him say, Scott, sexaholic, sober two days, I thought, I know that, Scott. <laughs> I just want to thank you, brother. Your story today is such an encouragement to me. I have seen you a number of times, and the growth is astounding. Um, you know, I'll just wrap it by saying, if you want to share more about how your relationships are changing. That's kind of a standard question I always throw out there because relationships are so important to me with your wife, with your kids, et cetera. I would, I would love to hear more, but I'll go ahead and pass back, Rena, because it's five till. Thank you for letting me squeak in. Thank you. Uh, Rena, do I have time to answer or that, or how do you want I'm happy to do Yeah, it. yeah, go ahead and we'll, uh, we'll take a little more th time. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, Andy. Um, Man, I'm uh, I I remember seeing you in uh uh yeah. It was in Philly, and then also in uh, Baltimore or the the Gratitude Day, wherever that was at. It was in Paoli. <laughs> it was in Paoli, and I, I I remember. Um, and I I really uh I really appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah. Uh, um my relationships uh the way they've changed um they've definitely changed slowly um i mean mo so much of my disease was uh fantasy that making the jump to reality um has has been very painful um uh i it feels like i have a certain amount of capacity uh to be in reality and and then I, I want to snap out of it. So uh, I, I, just have, I just have to keep calling people. Um, my relationship with my wife has changed uh, drastically since being separated for 10 months, um, then being reunited. And I've since uh, been in the house sleeping in the same bed for the last year. So that is just unbelievable, especially since I spent a lot of those 10 months in my counselor's office uh, whining about how uh, I, I thought my wife was a blah, 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 insert whatever word you want. Um, but it was, that, was just my, that was just my addict talking. I mean, it's just my disease, not wanting to admit that I was the problem all along. So that's, that's been amazing overall. It still has a long way to go. Um, uh, I, with my kids, maybe is even more. I have a four and a seven-year-old, and um, uh, like I get to be present with them, like during the day. I'm, I'm there um, when they're playing at the park, and I'm with them at the park, or we're playing at the house. Like I'm there. I used to, my body used to be there, but my head was never there. My, my brain was never there. I'm, I'm there now. Like I. 
and I know it because I see them, they want to uh, give me hugs, you know. Uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah, they want to give me hugs, you know. They didn't, they didn't want to before. Thanks. All right. Thank you, everyone. We took it to the very last possible moment before we switched to announcements, but I think it was worth squeezing that in there because sometimes we get questions in the parking lot that people are like, oh, I wish this was recorded too. So uh, thank you so much, everyone, for being here. We are going to make a few quick announcements. And then, Scott, are you able to stay on at all to take more questions if people have questions? Uh, yes, I'm happy to stick around. Okay, great. Thank you so much. So I'm going to stop the recording, and then we'll make a few quick announcements. Thank you again for your service, Scott in D.C. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.